All right, here's what you're missing if you aren't tuning in to Time of Grace with Pastor Mike Novotny. Oh, God's so powerful, right? He's running the show, but does he love you? He's God. He could stop it. He could cure cancer like that. He can, he can fix kids. He can fix everything. He's so powerful. Why doesn't he do it for you? He doesn't love you. You shouldn't love him back. And when that comes, you know what you're going to say to Satan? Pain proves it. I am so excited for today's episode. It is called, Let God Be Your Adventure. My adult life has been anything but predictable. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I'm just going to give you a very brief version of the last 25 years of my life. Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. So I graduated with a creative writing literature degree, and I had already fallen in love with this amazing man, wanted to get married. So when I moved back home, I didn't really know what to do with the creative writing literature degree. So a lot of my friends became editors in different capacities, and I didn't really see a lot of that. Um, And I was really eager to get working super quickly because, again, I wanted to get married, and my husband was just about to start nursing school. So moved home, and I became a nursing assistant. And I did that for three years while my husband was in school. Then, um, as soon as my husband graduated from nursing school, he got a job and we decided to start having a family. So I started doing these part-time jobs. I bounced all over, went through very different um, positions within the medical facility I was at. Fast forward to my fourth pregnancy and I had pneumonia. So I quit the healthcare center where I had been for 17 years, walked away from amazing privileges that I had gained and decided to stay at home for five years. So while my youngest um, was a baby until she went to kindergarten and I had these three other children, I was able to just really delve into ministry. So I taught women's Bible studies every year. I was a Sunday school superintendent and I was teaching Sunday school. I did plays at church. I was on committees at church and helped with the worship band and just really, really, really invested into um, the ministries at my church and then involved my family. So again, my last child went to kindergarten and out of the blue, you know, about halfway through the year, I had a phone call that just changed the trajectory of my life. It was a woman who was looking for someone to be an elderly companion to her father, who was a retired pastor. And it combined both my nursing assistant skills and my ministry, because I was able to not just take care of him, but also, you know, read the Bible to him, sing to him, pray with him. So I took care of him for about three years, and then he died, and then I had multiple clients and stayed with them for multiple amounts of time, some until their death, some I quit before. Um, Fast forward, that's what I did from 2014 until March of 2020, when basically, you know, at the facility I was at, they didn't want any unnecessary people to be coming into the facility. And so I spent 18 months at home, Um, 12 of those months, my kids were out of school completely. So it was just a huge blessing 
to be able to stay home with them. And then, of course, you know, back about seven months ago or so, I started working as a crisis help for nursing homes, and I've been working pretty consistently ever since then. But this is the deal. It is a consistent job, but um, it's not guaranteed because I'm not uh, an employee of a certain facility. I just pick up shifts on a website. And so um, two weeks from now, or even by the time that you're listening to this, that, that gig may be over completely. All this is to say that I have learned a couple of things about um, worrying about things and planning my life. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I am super type A. I've, I'm a planner. I love to know the direction that I'm going. And yet for my entire adult life almost, I have not had a cons- consistent job. And I've sort of just bounced from one thing to the next to the next and not really had um, something super regular and consistent. So what has this taught me? Well, I want to tell you about um, a quote that I love from the musician David Crowder. He said this, God has rarely allowed me to see the plan too far down the road, but I pray he gives me enough light to see the next step. And I've heard this about three times recently um, in different things that he has done. He has said this, and it has resonated with me completely. And I've gone, yes, that's exactly how I've been living my whole adult life. And honestly, when people say, what's next for you? I never know how to answer that. I'm like, I have no idea because I have no idea where God is going to put me. So what have I learned from this? Well, first of all, I've learned that I can trust God. He sees the big picture and he knows my needs. And a lot of times he knows my needs better than I do. So I'm a budget girl. Like I love to make a budget. I like to know where the money is going. I love to make goals for our money. And you know, when you quit a job and you walk away from it, you are suddenly left going, oh, wow. Well, um, I don't know how we're going to have you know, enough money for this, or, or you might be just saying, well, there definitely won't be money for this. So we're going to have to cut out some expenses here, what, or, you know, whatever. And what I found over and over and over, especially when I look back, is that God is so incredibly faithful. When I look back at the 18 months that I was not working in 2020 and 2021, I am baffled at the way that God provided for us. I mean, there was never a time that we didn't have food. There was never a time that I went, huh, I wonder if we're going to be able to pay the heating bill. There, there just was never a time that the money wasn't there when we needed to pay for the things that came up. And so God has shown himself completely faithful over and over and over, even though my little mind likes to spin and worry and think, man, I don't know how this is going to work. I learned back in 2017 when I walked away from a job that was pretty much full-time. I had been working a ton and the hours were not good for me. The woman I was working for as a client, she she just put me down a lot and was mean. And I finally walked away from the job and I remember saying to God, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm just going to trust you. 
And the next client I had was incredibly lovely. They paid me more money. I was doing fewer hours, but because I was getting paid more, I didn't feel it as much. And and it, it was just a great reminder and lesson, lesson that, you know, when when you have to move or when you see things that you have to walk away from, or when it becomes very apparent that this path is coming to an end, I know I can trust God because whatever the next path brings, he'll provide. Number two thing that I've learned, I have learned to invest in the people around me. And this is kind of a big one because I don't often stay in the same circles for very long. I just haven't had that consistent job where, you know, I go to work nine to five and um, I stay there for 20 years. I have been in and out of a lot of people's lives. I've had clients that I've been with for two or three years and then they die. And I honestly don't see the people that I worked with at all anymore. And then I go to another client and invest in those people and I give them everything and I love them and I love their families and I love the people around me. I love my coworkers, even when, you know, six months down the line, I may not see them at all ever again. But this is the deal. I have learned that there's really two ways to go on this. I can either build up walls and keep everybody at arm's length because I know that eventually I'll be saying goodbye to all of them. Or I can pour into them and love them like Jesus and trust God to give me the strength to move on when the time comes. And I choose option number two. And so far, it has made for incredible experiences. No matter what, even if I don't get to go back to these places where I've worked, um, when I invest in people and when I love them like Jesus... I walk away feeling that I've done my job and the rest is up to God. Lesson number three that I've learned from not ever knowing what's going to happen next is what Corey Ten Boom so wonderfully said and expressed this way. She said, I have learned to hold all things loosely so that God will not have to pry them out of my hands. As I've said, we've been in seasons with very little and we've had seasons of abundance. And this is what I know. The seasons of abundance usually don't last. I cannot count on having the same paycheck year after year after year because it's never really been that way for me. So I've learned that when the abundance comes, I need to use that money wisely. I need to put it where it needs to be put and take care of the things that need to be taken care of. And um, knowing that there might be seasons when I'm not going to have the money to do that. And so far, that has worked really well for me. In 2020, I made a decision to go through my house and get rid of a lot. And one of the things that I did is I, when I went through my closet, I realized that I just had way too many clothes. And so as I wore things, I would just, you know, if I didn't really like the way it fit, or if I, you know, didn't really like the way I looked in it, when I was done wearing it, I'd wash it and I'd get rid of it. I was just done. And I just decided, you know, right then and there in 2020 that I wasn't going to buy any more clothes. 
And I don't know how long that's going to be. I, I assume when my children get married, I'll probably wear something new to their weddings, but I don't know. I mean, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. The point being this, I recently went to a family wedding. So my nephew got married and, you know, we hadn't had a family wedding in a very long time, but I decided that I was just going to wear something out of my closet. Now, when I got there, it was absolutely apparent that I was the only one who made this decision. Everybody else had these brand new, very nice looking outfits. And there was, you know, just a a little bit of time that I was like, hmm, did I make the right decision? Well, guess what? I was in exactly one formal picture. And because I'm tall, I was near the back. So I'm pretty sure that all that you saw is my shoulders and my head. And I had a wonderful time that night and I didn't spend any money to get a new outfit, to get new shoes, to get anything. So by the end of the night, I was feeling pretty confident in my decision. All of this is just to say, look, I've learned some good lessons about just following God and trusting God. And um, God has just been so faithful. And these lessons have really guided me, but not just me. I want you to look at a couple people from the Bible because they definitely let God be their adventure. First of all, there was Abraham. When God called him out of Ur of the Chaldeans, he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know how long he would be there. He just knew that God called him out. God sent him to the promised land, what would become the promised land, because it was the land that God promised to Abraham. But there were times, there was twice actually that we know of, that famine came to where um, Abraham was living in the land of Canaan and Abraham had to leave. And so during those times, he just had to obey. He just had to go where there was food. He had to just trust that God would do with him what he was going to do. And he did. Or how about David? Look at David. David realized that his life was in jeopardy. He had been serving King Saul and King Saul became jealous of David and he wanted to kill him. And so David had to leave. And not only did he have to leave, he moved his parents so that his parents weren't in King Saul's way. Now, just imagine that for a minute. Imagine being in your older years and you have to relocate because your son is suddenly in the on the king's most wanted list. Nobody wants to be in that predicament. And here David was running for his life. We're not entirely sure of the length of this season, but this is what we know. It was years. And during that time, there were times that Saul was hunting David ruthlessly. There were times that David was on one side of the mountain and Saul was on the other side of the mountain. There was times that Saul came into the very cave where David was hiding So clearly God was with David and clearly God protected David during this season when he was on the run, when Saul had malicious intent against him. And eventually in God's good and gracious and perfect timing, God brought David to the throne of Israel. Last example, Joseph. Talk about things being out of control. He was sold. He became a slave. And then in just a little bit of time, he was in prison. And if it didn't seem like things could get any worse, those days when he was in the quote unquote dungeon had to have felt like 
nothing good would ever come of this. And yet God rose, raised him up to be second in command. None of it was planned by Joseph. It was completely and totally orchestrated by God. So here's the point. Don't be afraid to go through open doors when open doors come. Take advantage of opportunities. When they come, so often we're like, I don't like to change, right? I, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could start over. Listen, you are talking to someone who has started over time and time and time and time again in her adult life. So don't instantaneously say no to open doors. And when doors slam shut, just ask God which way he wants you to go next. One uh, last thought. As a family, we pray that God would just keep us on the right track or keep us on a short leash. So if we start to wander off and go the wrong way, we pray that God would pull us back and quickly. Because I don't want to be running in the wrong direction and going my own way and totally leaving the plans that God has for me. There's a meme that says this, sometimes God closes doors because it's time to move forward. He knows you won't move unless your circumstances force you. Trust the transition. God's got you. I found that. I found that sometimes God has to close the doors because I wouldn't leave them willingly on my own. And my guess is that Joseph wasn't like Abraham. He wouldn't have gone to Egypt on his own, or else God would have just told him, Joseph, just go to Egypt. Look, God got him there, but it was in, in, in during a painful process that God did this. Tony Gaskins Jr. said, when God decides to use you, he will baffle the spectators. He doesn't make normal moves. When God moves in your life, no one will be able to deny his presence. That was certainly true for Joseph. And David recognized that God had kept him alive. Abraham talked with God in various times and in different ways. Make yourself available for God to use and hang on. Because walking with him will be an adventure. This has been Little Things. Because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. When I go to a restaurant or our family goes on vacation, I love to leave reviews. I want other people to find the good stuff and or avoid what might be a waste of time. If you're a faithful listener, would you rate and review little things? There's so much vying for time and attention and reviews and ratings really do make a difference as to what people see. Let me thank you in advance. And don't hesitate to reach out. If you have a suggestion, I am so happy to hear from you. Thanks for being here.